Welcome to our podcast series, Emerge Stronger Through Disruption. I'm Kristen Rivera, leader of PwC's forensics practice, as well as our Global Crisis Center. And I'm coming to you today from my home office just outside San Francisco, California. In each episode of this series, we'll be talking to global colleagues about the challenges and opportunities facing business leaders during disruption. Today's conversation is centered around balancing priorities in crisis, and I'm joined again by Richard Oldfield. Richard, tell me a bit about your role at PwC and how you've been involved in responding to COVID-19. Thanks, Kristen, and thanks for having me again. I'm the Global Markets Leader for PwC, and whilst you are based in sunny California, I am here in London. I'm responsible for leading PwC's market-facing activities across our network, so that's everything that touches our clients. Over the last few months, I've been working with a small number of our global colleagues and the leadership teams in all the countries we operate in to manage the response to the pandemic. Well, thanks for joining me, Richard. Running a business is all about balancing priorities, and this is never more apparent than when managing a crisis. When crisis strikes, it's a juggling act of responding to the disruptive event, continuing to manage the day-to-day, and also trying to look ahead at what might be coming down the road in the future. For many, managing through the pandemic was a matter of simply keeping the lights on. But at the same time, you have to be forward-looking and be strategic about what could be coming next. So I'm curious, Richard, how PwC balanced both the short-term efforts of managing through the pandemic as well as that long-term outlook of thinking ahead. Well, I think you explained it really well. And right at the beginning, in the first couple of weeks, Kristen, we were just managing through uh, day to day. But we quickly realized that we needed to split the leadership team into three groups. So we had the first group, which was exclusively devoted to managing the pandemic response, uh, dealing with our people, dealing with our client issues, and making sure that we were operationally resilient. We had a second group that were focused on the other things that were happening in the market that we equally needed to respond to. And it's funny now, sitting here, we forget that in the last few months, we had an oil price collapse. We had a worsening trade war. We've had the largest corporate collapse in Europe. Uh, And we've, of course, got a worsening situation, tensions with China. Uh, So we had a group of people thinking about all of that stuff and how we should respond and the impact it was having on our business. And then there was a third group. And we'd had them in place uh, for a while, but they were thinking about actually the strategy for the PUC network over a much longer time horizon. And we didn't stop those people from doing what they were doing through the pandemic. It was important because my reflection is the things that we've been talking to them about back in February uh, as a leisure team, we thought might happen over, you know, three, five, seven year time horizon. And now all of a sudden, those things were really in a 12-month to four-year time horizon. Everything, everything's accelerated. And so over the last few months, we we maybe rebalanced the number of people in those teams. So we've got fewer people dealing with the pandemic, and we've got more people talking about that longer-term strategy. But the aim was really to try and get people focused. My analogy, I suppose, is... um, If you think about driving a car, we had a bunch of people looking in the rearview mirror, a bunch of people looking at the road ahead, and a small group of people focused on the GPS to make sure we could avoid the traffic jams. Well, I love that we um, 
we drank our own champagne, if you will, Richard, because this is one of the number one things that our crisis center resources recommend to companies when they're navigating a crisis. It's very natural to have all hands on deck to just respond to those day-to-day -day, you know, fires that pop up uh, because the reality is you could have an infinite number of resources responding to those things and it still would, would not be enough. But it's critically important, as, as it sounds like we did at PwC, to set aside a different team to really focus on that road ahead, um, to looking, you know, looking through the windshield and predicting what road signs might be coming up and uh, devising a plan of where we'll go. It turns out that, you know, again, from our research, that doing this, that having a team focused on looking ahead is a predictor of emerging stronger. And so that's always something that we recommend. And particularly in this COVID-19 crisis, critically important, because as you say, the world be forever changed. And the sooner businesses think through, you know, how that will impact them and what steps they can take to emerge stronger than they were before, um, the better. So another thing that we see, and I think this is particularly true now as we're several months into the pandemic, is finding the balance uh, in the face of fatigue. We are just as humans wired for a fight or flight response. And as we all know, that is fueled by adrenaline, but adrenaline only lasts for so long. And uh, when it begins to uh, wane, uh, we are left you know, tired and exhausted. And, um, and I think many business leaders uh, can relate to that feeling right now. That adrenaline allowed us to work those long hours and yet it can't be sustained forever. And so here we are in this long-term pandemic has really no end in sight as we record this podcast. I'm curious how PwC has managed this fatigue and both with our, our leaders and with our people. We're no different, Kristen, to any other organization and an awful lot has fallen on the shoulders of our leaders. Um, it's funny you mentioned the adrenaline We've all been, you know, I've been sat in our home offices and those fir that first month, the adrenaline was pumping. We were loving it, actually. We, it's a horrible thing to say, but we were working 24-7 and it was fine. Of course, never in those first few weeks did we really realize that we were going to be in a race or a marathon that was going to go on for months. And of course, we've all come to realize that it is not just physically exhausting, but it is mentally exhausting. And the other thing we know from a leadership perspective is that people who are exhausted make poor decisions and they lack empathy. And it's quite hard to tap into that inspiration inside of you for other people. And that's really important when you think about keeping your employees going. You really do have to continue to dig deep as leaders and, and, and inspire them and actually show empathy for what they're going through. And, and you can't do that if you're in a bad place yourself. I think as a group of leaders, we've done a great job of coming together to support each other. I think as an organization, we have over many years thought it was important that we gave our leaders access to groups of people that they could seek support from or could help them. And on a personal level, you know, I became really, I, there was this concept of you surround yourself by radiators, people who really give you energy or drains and those who, who drain you. And in, in the middle of a pandemic, actually, I was really selective about having more radiators than I had drains um, surrounding me because I, I just needed, I, I needed that stimulus. But the other thing on reflection that we 
did a good job of was our culture enabled us to realize it was okay to step back and let someone else step forward for a little while. And it was a little bit more like a relay. And so roles were handed off and handed back actually to allow people to recharge themselves as, as we are, as you said, rightly in the middle of a, a marathon. I really see these new ways of working, this, this concept of, you know, working from home, but also, you know, being able to see each other's, uh, you know, kids, dogs, home offices. It's one of the bright spots, I think, coming out of the pandemic. And it certainly has put employers squarely in the role of, of not just, you know, providing sort of office space that, you know, is designed using the latest, you know, design principles, but also really thinking about the well-being of our people and what they need to be productive, but also happy. And, you know, I think another aspect of that is, you know, the fact that school children in many parts of the world are being, you know, remote, doing remote learning. This as well has sort of turned on its head this concept of what it may be a working parent and what, you know, what is required in terms of commitment and time and how to balance that with, you know, with our jobs and, and working remotely. So um, a really interesting and unexpected outcome of the pandemic is really redefining what work is in the 21st century. I think the whole rethinking work has got to be hugely exciting topic for any leadership team, because no matter what organization you're part of or what industry you are in, the future is not going to look like how we worked in the past. Um, and I can already see those organizations that have taken time to invest in their teams, to invest in how teams work and to start thinking about that, uh, how that changes are right at the forefront, I think, of reshaping and reframing their business for success. Because as you say, Kristen, it's not just about being in the office and doing things, but how, as we go through the next 12 months and beyond, do we support those parents or those carers who are going to go through periods of local lockdowns and need flexibility? And people have realized they can work in different ways. They don't need to be tied to a fixed slot. And look, some roles and some jobs are very different, but across the board, I think people are embracing new ways of, of working, flexibility, and it's actually, we can see this in many, many companies, it's spurring a degree of innovation that frankly, we haven't seen in years because people have had to be creative about how they get things done. So understanding how we all thrive, what we're doing, understanding where people go under pressure and how you help them get through that, I think is a critical part, not of the HR director, by the way, but of every leader in every organization. This pandemic has definitely redefined uh, the concept of work-life balance. So Richard, thank you once again for joining us today. It has been wonderful to have you, and I look forward to our next discussion on leadership in crisis. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. And you can learn more about PwC's Global Crisis Center at pwc.com. Copyright 2020 PwC.
All rights reserved. PwC refers to the PwC network and or one or more of its member firms, each of which is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com forward slash structure for further details. This content is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.